I have an announcement. It's an erotic friend fiction story that I just wrote. I hope you like it because you're all in it. It's called Butt Loose. <clears throat> it was lunchtime at Wagstaff. Touching butts had been banned by the horrible headmaster Fraun. What? No, 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 no! Suddenly, Tina Belcher appeared in the doorway. She knew what she had to do. She grabbed Jimmy Jr.'s butt and changed the world. Okay, Tina, that was a great story. Now let's pass back the mic. Everyone began to touch each other's butts. Omar touched Jocelyn's butt. Chad the zombie touched the butt of that girl with the frosted hair from my art class. I think her name is Christy. It's Katie and ew. Even the horrible headmaster Fran touched Miss Jacobson's butt. What? Why? I don't. Not, not yeah. <laughs> Everyone touched each other's butts, and it was great. All right, come here, come here, come here, come here, okay, come here. Come and then Tammy came to Tina and said sorry for everything. Okay. Tina said that's yeah. okay. Let's go to the movies next week. Okay. The end. <laughs> This is it. Oh, that this bit is your intro. Oh, okay, it was that's, dumb. Good job. Yeah, that's fine. That's uh, I'll take it. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to I think you'd be into it, the podcast about your problematic faves. I'm your host Brandon Beck, and I'm your other host Beth Scorzato. Sorry, I'm reading this cake that I saw on Twitter. Wait, wait what? What? Wait, somebody said I said I'd thing? make a cake when I got a thousand followers, so I frosted it into the rude thing that somebody said to me. It's strawberry Meyer lemon, and the cake says maybe one day you'll get Bernie's dick out of your eye. <laughs> Ooh. Well, Twitter. I, I hope. Anyway. Best case scenario, it's Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I think they mean Bernie Sanders. And hi, um, I'm Leah Starker, uh, and I'm here today to talk about fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is. Uh, That's all right. Some, Yesterday yeah. we talked about eavesdropping. Yeah, we're still in New York, guys. Hi. Yeah, we're welcome. still recording a series of these in New York. Uh, in New York minute. Uh, you did this yesterday Everything and you also had the wrong words yesterday. Minute. You're now Woo. subjecting our listeners to this twice. Sorry, I just I didn't sleep very well. There was a uh, there was a whole thing with turns out my dad has been had a secret family for for 30 years and whatever. I there was that West Wing episode that used that song. Don't worry about it. I know that that West. It's called somebody's going to emergency. Which is the song? Which is a line from? Which is a line from New York Minute? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. That's a different song. No, it's 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 the well, it's the new, it's the Don Henley New York Minute, not the uh the Jay Z Beyonce New no, York Minute. No, that's not called New York Minute. The, what, that's yeah. is that that's New York Empire State, of State of Mind. Yeah, Empire State of Mind. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, that, whatever. That's a very different. It's definitely right. not in West yeah. Wing. No, exactly. Yeah. And I didn't think it was. Cold, so I should not be singing. But okay, <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway. Well, we apologize for that tangent. By the way, fuck you, Aaron. Sorkin. Anyway, the well, what I was saying was we did one yesterday and eavesdropping, and at the end of it, we were talking about tweeting things out, and I was like, so we just did a whole episode on shit posting. Uh, <laughs> look, so great, great, beautiful, problematic things that happen yeah. on the internet. Which yeah. I would say, well, let me not get ahead of myself. We always give everybody the opportunity to tell us a thing they're into this week, in particular. And we didn't know if you had one. We can go first. Can I go first? You can, oh God, can I go. go first? He's always got one. I don't okay. know how. I think that, so. Just just this week, or I mean, just in general yeah. lately. Okay, like, okay. If there's like a new thing, all right. There's the new thing you're telling everybody to go fucking check or whatever. 
or yeah. like posting right, on you people's guys go walls. First. Um, my thing is the band A Giant Dog. Uh, I saw them last night here in Brooklyn at Rough Trade. Yeah, there were several people that when I said, hey, you want to go see a giant dog? They're like, if it's an actual giant dog, yes, if that's not GTFO. Yeah. yeah, that's what you said. That's what our friend Jazz said. Um, yeah, I they're a, a, like a angry pop punk band uh, that are based out of Austin. Um, and I saw them last night at Rough Trade, and they were fucking awesome. Uh, the girl that sings for them is like super intense and does these weird like – if it was a ballerina on like mushrooms sort of dances that are like really intense. Um, and the band has like a cool vibe. Their lyrics are really like really raw and really like, here's what it's like to be poor and in your twenties. Like the, their new record is called toy. And the, the first line um, on, on the record is something to the effect of like, I've never had a car to drive, but I have shit to do today. And it's just about trying to get your friends to give you a ride. <laughs> Um, and they are, I remember those days. This is why I live in New York city. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, if, if they're coming to your town, they are fucking rad as hell and worth checking out. Um, so a giant dog. So mine is from, from remember, uh, everybody remember per last episode that time is construct. And, uh, so this is a thing that I am into this week in anticipation, but by the time you're hearing this episode will have already happened. Uh, they're finally going, they're going to stop edging us with the new DuckTales. <laughs> Fucking, woo. Yeah. Like, rather than releasing, like, it was basically like Disney XD Edgelord. Let me give you one episode and then make you wait two months. And it's finally like continuing too, next week. You just, you, I can just hear Bob Iger thickening as, as he was making us wait. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. But it's coming. It's coming. Just like Bob Iger. God damn it. <laughs> Leah, do you have anything to contribute to this? Um, a thing that I'm into this week. Um, I started to uh, write, uh, create some cross stitch patterns Ooh, today, nice. um, which I haven't done for a little while. But it's like I do it in Excel. It's like super, super oh. not high tech. I'm sure it's there's soothing. like actual software for it. But yeah, I feel like it's very soothing. Oh, it totally is. And like, I'm really into like. Um, I've got a, a cross stitch on my desk at work that just says bite me with like a really pretty little border around it. Nice. Rude cross um, stitches are yes. the best. So I made one, I made a pattern that said uh, dumbass. Um, and I'm also doing one that says uh, sissy. Nice. That's awesome. How are you spelling that with an S or with a C? Sissy? Yeah. Uh, with, with an S. Okay. Why that's would how, you spell it with a C? That's that's how I thought it was. I thought it was spelled with an S. but Because the, it's supposed to be derogatory about being a girl. Right. But the uh, the other night I listened to an album by The Meters called Sissy Strut that was spelled with a C. So I was well, wondering that's if name. Was, Oh. C-I-S-S-Y is a name. Oh. Like Sissy Spacek. Well, she I thought it was with an S. But I'm saying it is a name. And I've seen it with a C. Well, it all comes together then. Okay. Turns out that the meters had me like, re- you know, uh, unsure of my entire worldview, but turns out I was, you know, they were, they were wrong. That's all it takes. That's really, it, it is you, to get me like to just go into an existential crisis is super fucking. All you simple. gotta do is mention death. Yep. Um, hold on. Let me, let me have this one. It's going to be really fun then. Let me, yeah, let, let me have right? one. Let me have one right now. Hold on. Ah! All right, cool. I don't know why with you. You and these bits. I, I don't know. 
They got to amuse themselves somehow. <laughs> anyway. So, so from fiction. Uh, yeah. So it's a thing that I think a lot of people have heard about. There are often a lot of misconceptions about and also a lot of feelings about. From your personal experience with and whatever, what is your like 30 second pitch for either writing or reading fan fiction, whatever you want to talk about for like why it's cool and, and good. <laughs> so I think that um, for a lot of people who see themselves, who see media and like consume media and pop culture uh, and love it, but also are really frustrated by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, fan fiction and fandom like online fandom is a way to sort of take ownership and put yourself in the narrative and put people like you in the stories Mm -hmm. and like to be part of a community of people doing that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one of the things that's very important about, you know, online fandom as opposed to just like, sorry, uh, as opposed to just like writing stories yourself, but like sharing them and communicating with people is the sense of community. Okay. Um, Yeah. Like I've definitely written a lot of fanfic, but I've never written it. There's a lot of fanfic that's existed in my head, but though also looking back on the uh, like in my head fanfic, 13 year old me, I'm very happy I did not write it down. Oh, (laughs) yeah. There's definitely some stuff out there from me like age 14, 15 that like I think is pretty much completely disconnected from my current online presence. But like, you know. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can probably find some South Park fanfic I wrote. Oh, well, my right. live grade, journal like, still exists. Oh, live journal. Live journal still, ex- still exists, but it is completely controlled by Russia. Okay. What? It's like a whole, no, it's a whole thing. Weird. weird. It's a whole thing. Like, I, I don't even know the ins Well, and outs congratulations, it. Russia. You but own all my weird, angsty musings from when I, I was 16. You know, yeah. it, it, if, if anything was going to destroy American democracy, it, I'm not surprised Live Journal had a part in it. Our college had a really active live journal. It was weird. It was great. I got some Decemberist tickets off at one time. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, I still so, talk to people today that I met on live journal, so. Yeah, so what was your introduction into, like, the fanfic community? Because, like I said, like, I know I've, both of us, full disclosure, both of us don't have a lot of experience with fanfic. I mean, I'm, and it's weird because I do work in, like, I work in comics and I work in a very, like, fan-based community, but it's not a thing that I've ever there's, it's also I don't know. It's like fandom. a weird thing that there was like an entry barrier to in a way that I didn't know how to approach because I didn't really know about it until I was older. I was not a. I was not on the internet when I was. You were. You're not from online. No, I, I. We didn't. I wasn't allowed. So I first became sort of aware of online fandom. I must have been like 13 or so, um, and my friend, um, my friend Claire. Uh, who I basically was inseparable from for like a good couple of years in like middle school and the beginning of high school um, introduced me to Harry Potter fan fiction. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote a lot of at night in my bed in my head. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A lot. Oh, yeah. And like, so through her, we started writing fan fiction together and sh- and sort of reading fan fiction together and sharing it with each other and together joining these online communities um most of which are completely gone now um but there was i think the biggest influence on me when i was young in the fan fiction community was this like sort of i don't want to call it like a 
like a, it was a group of people. Um, we had like a, there was like a message board because this was you know the age of the yeah. message. Oh board. yeah, I was a total message board rat. Like, um, yeah. So this message board was for a group of people. I feel like I'm like revealing like secrets and like I hope <laughs> that somebody who is part of this like listens to this and is like, oh my god, you. Um, <laughs> But it was called the Protectors of the Plot Continuum. Okay, and it was that's actually a pretty dope name. It was oh, it's like in retrospect, it was extremely cool. <laughs> um, like very good. I'm really glad that's like what got me into it. But it was um, primarily Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, and Discworld. Okay, okay, um, was like the main groups sort of fandoms mm-hmm. that were part of it at the time. And it was ostensibly a fictional agency, Mm -hmm. uh, the Protectors of the Plot Continuum, in which uh, agents, which were basically all of our self-insert characters, Ah. would uh, go into bad fan fiction and, like, set it right. That's meta as fuck. Oh, it was, like... Like, talk about, like, things that, like, fucked me up as as a youth. (laughs) Like, I definitely, like... It, there was a whole thing about how like um, all of the like are the bosses and like the heads of the departments were sentient flowers. Okay. All right. It was like it was. So there was like was, a deep mythos here. There was a, oh, it was like there was headquarters. There was like we had like a a Q like tech guy named Makes Things. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty um, funny, actually. Yeah. It was. It was. It was actually like, and a lot of why it was so like it still sounds cool now is because I was like one of the babies of the group. Yeah. Like 14 year old, 14, 15 year old me being like, hi, yes, this is all wonderful. Um, but like it was the, the larger mythos was being created by older, more yeah. reasonable sure. beings who'd like lived, lived like new things about how to create cool stories and worlds. And so I think a lot of what I learned there was about the power of collective storytelling Mm -hmm. um and you hear that a lot from people who are you know I also I mean I did theater um I uh I was a theater student and I spent like a lot of my my life um until I graduated college and um you know fell into a completely different field doing collaborative storytelling Mm -hmm. with people sure we met because I think you were, were you were doing dramaturgy that uh, summer? It was uh, education slash dramaturgy. So yes. yeah, I was we, more on the education side. Leah and I met the uh, summer that we were both interns at the Shakespeare Theater of New Jersey. Yes. Uh, I was a carpentry intern. Uh, oh, right. Do you yeah. remember the Pride Rock set? I do. There's uh, this, There's still a photo in existence of me like standing on top of it in like the Simba pose. Is that but, the thing you um, fucked up your ankle on? That is the thing. It, I didn't fall off Pride Rock, but that was the same set. And that's the one that I fell off of and twisted my ankle really bad. The like Ooh. extension we built for the stage. Oh, right, right, I right. fell off of it and fucked up my ankle real bad. <laughs> yeah. This, by the way, we call it Pride Rock. It was a set for King Lear. It was a set for King Lear. Yeah. It was a post-apocalyptic King Lear. Uh, it was a like whole, you do. A lot happened. Yeah. A lot happened. There was, was a lot. That was a on. strange summer. I spent the whole summer uh, teaching, um, teaching the middle school and high school mm-hmm. program. Um, so I did a lot of monologue coaching for like sixteen-year-olds, um, which was hilarious. I did a lot of driving to the sketchy town, two towns over, where the actual workshop was, not the theater. 
then building things. And then I went home early that summer because I got really sick and oh, I got right. hospitalized. And I, yeah, and I went home. God damn. Yeah, was... it was a weird summer. Yeah. That, that was, you, one of, you told and me. And he was st- in Italy that whole summer. Yeah. You told me a story uh, when, uh, about the night you were coming back from the hospital and you were going to get on New Jersey Transit at Penn Station. Oh, this is true. When a Bon Jovi concert let out and yeah. you were taking Jersey Transit back to Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, it was, that there sounds, was a lot going on. Yeah. That sounds special. Yeah, it was so. something else. Anyway, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's how uh, Beth and I met. Yeah. But I mean, it's relevant to like, then plays are also collective storytelling. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think that I've always approached fandom and fan fiction as that kind of collective storytelling. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like I should probably preface this by saying like, my experience with fandom has been almost entirely really positive mm-hmm. um and i've um and i can only really talk about my experience yeah of course definitely sure. parts of fandom that have been really really toxic and really um difficult and mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who've not found it very positive and like that's also i think it's just i was just really lucky mm-hmm. in yeah, a lot of absolutely. ways i was just really lucky um you know but also like not to say there, there's plenty of like fan fiction drama like oh yeah you know the Cassandra Clare oh uh, yes I've heard about this what, what I know is about this. so she current she's now a published author of like many of, New York Times bestselling books and it was made into movie series it's the Shadow Hunters all, okay. and there was a TV show now too yeah, I think there's a TV yeah. show and um but way back in the day she uh was involved in a huge Harry Potter fan fiction plagiarism scandal. Okay. That um there are I don't I don't even know what I, I should say, but like there's I mean, a, it's, there's, you there's can there's Google it. You can yeah. you can Google it and find any of this. Sure. And then she wasn't she was she also the one who was involved in the more recently of like Sherilyn Kenyon sued her for saying that yeah, I think there's like like the shadow somebody, hunters and the runes and stuff were basically yeah. No, there's that, been the like, been more city recent. of ashes were the ripoff of the shadow hunters or something like that. There's definitely been like more recent yeah it, con- concerns about like pl- like plagiarism. It's the same kind of plagiarism that she was accused of yeah. way back in the day in the Harry Potter world. So sure. it's just like, I read the legal like filing on that one <laughs> yeah because I'm a weirdo who when you're like here's the legal brief I'm like yeah I'll read that that's nerd yeah really mm. I don't even do that shit. Come on, uh, let's go. I like getting the facts. Yeah. I enjoy, I went to school for journalism. I enjoy primary sources. <laughs> I Yeah, I went to school for rolling around on the floor and talking about my feelings. So. Excellent. Yeah, well, to, him uh, too. He yeah. went to school for dramatic writing. Same thing. Yeah, just as useful. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I think, I think partly that's kind of why I've never really engaged in fan fiction or even like kind of fandom in the larger sense because so much of my time is spent coming up with my own pilots and stuff that I'm trying to sell. So like, right. See, I don't, I I, I I think think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. And I think in also though, um, at least in my experience and stuff, I think that I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Fuck it. It's our own podcast. I don't give a shit. It's because you're a dude. Yes. Sure. It's yeah, absolutely. It's, a very it's extremely because you're oh, a dude. 100%, I think there yeah. are so many women who are now like successful authors that started in the fan fiction space because it felt more welcoming and more accepting and oh, totally. more open to them exploring and becoming the writer they needed to be 
without you know being told well this isn't for you sure that makes i don't sense. think anybody's ever told you it's not for you you want to be a fucking screenwriter i don't think anybody's ever said well no that's not for you white man but my, my mom did okay that's different <laughs> Parents are a whole different yeah, thing. Yeah, we're not even getting into the par- Yeah, we're not talking about parents. Like, um, like the time my mom said she was embarrassed by my show. That was great. Oh, dear. She just didn't like the oh. swears. Okay, well. Um, so I think, yeah, so fandom is a very gendered mm-hmm. space. Um, and, I mean, there's a lot of critical thought going on about, like, like there's actually, like, there's scholars of fandom. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually had dinner with, with one of them this past week. Um, <laughs> she's great. Um, and yeah, there's some um, really, there's some really good like papers out there yeah. if you go looking for them. Like, um, if you're interested, the, the, uh, the person that I was, uh, hanging out with is, uh, Flourish who runs the podcast Fansplaining, mm-hmm. um, which is, it, yeah, which is all about like fandom and, yeah. and like looking critically at fandom. So, um, if you're interested, check it out. There you go. Um, I think one of the, so again, so it's, it's a very I guess it's a very gendered space, um, but also it's like the kind of the kind of writing that gets done in fandom and mm-hmm. fanfiction is very different from a lot of like literary writing, mm-hmm. and it's very much like it's much more character focused mm-hmm. because sort of the characters in many ways are the constants. Yeah. Sure. Um, so it's not a you've you've got you have a world. You already have a sort of a world, a setting. Yeah. You, there's already some sort of narrative structure. So it's really about playing with these characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're not writing fanfic because you're interested in Hogwarts. You're writing fanfic because you're interested in those characters. Right, or, or you sure. are writing, you're writing fanfic because you're interested I'm talking about like the fan. actual building. Like that's, yeah. But yeah. Oh, you'd be surprised. Um, oh, then again, that was a bad one to choose. Yeah. That was a bad one to choose, but... My larger principle stands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or I mean, I would read a fanfic about Hogwarts coming to literally coming to life. Um, there I'm sure is exists. at least one fanfic where um, Harry Potter is basically seduced by the castle. Okay, so now we're into slash yeah, fic. Sorry, I yeah, <laughs> I was gonna try to hold off on. No, like, getting I don't into, care. Like, we're gonna get there. No, we got to get there eventually. Yeah. So no, it's um literally Harry Potter slash the Hogwarts castle. Who is uh technically I would not call it slash fic because I don't believe that the castle is strongly gendered mm-hmm. and slash <laughs> sure. is slash. Yeah, is, let's I get a my definition definition in there for people. Yeah. I, w- I would not have taken uh, Harry Potter for an objectum sexual. I really yeah. wouldn't have. <laughs> All right. So by yeah. definition, slash. So slash fanfic is uh, fanfiction that is primarily focused on a romantic or sexual relationship between two male, two two characters of the same gender, two queer characters. It sort of has gotten broader and and more murky over time as like the social understanding of gender has evolved. Sure. But um, it originally started from uh, way back in the original Star Trek fandom in the zine days, like way back. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, the reason that it's called Slash is because the pairing was Kirk slash Spock. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's... And like somebody... So I recently saw somebody like unearthed and scanned in from the original zine, like the first like slash fanfic. Whoa. Um, and it's so different from what we write today, but like yeah. there's still, you can totally see this through line of, of fanzines um, hmm. of again, the communal 
aspect of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something. And I guess there's another, I think, sorry, just going back to the gendered, um, yeah. the gendered idea is there's this idea that I've been, that I've sort of had for a while that like I've, I've bandied about. Um, but it's the idea of there's sort of two ways, two, two ways of being a fan mm-hmm. of something. Okay. There's being like a curator, um, which is your sort of like trivia, your collectibles, like you're curating something. I'm raising my on, hand right now. Yeah. And that is often a very male. Oh, totally. Like type of, I mean, like I know so many guys who like collect all the toys and, and, and all the, like not to be dismissive about it because oh, I don't yeah, want to no, be dismissive. No, totally. Like, um, because that's a totally valid way of being a fan. Yeah. And, you know, they pride themselves on knowing the trivia and knowing the facts. Yep. Whereas there's also another flip side that is um, sort of... Participatory. Like participatory, transformational mm-hmm. um, fandom where it's less about what you're... Less about, like, what you're collecting and mm-hmm. more about how you're feeling and, like, how you're taking the material and using it. Mm-hmm. Sure. In um, a way, cosplay even falls under that. Yeah, yeah, cosplay is definitely, I would say, like, yeah, cosplay I, I consider to be part of, like, the sort of generative or transformational fandom. But even that, I think, is very much, as you're saying, gendered, I think. In, and again, this is, like, as a society thing, I think, as women, we're a lot more encouraged to, like, play pretend in a way, whereas boys are less encouraged to do that as they get older. It's still okay. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're encouraged to cooperate yeah. and, like play nicely together yeah. and, you know, play house. And like fan fiction in many ways is playing, playing house, house with characters. Yeah. It's playing house with characters. Especially, and but not all fanfic is self-insert. No, no, no. But not, not playing house with characters, but it's like, you know, you would, and you'd have like your stuffed animals or your dolls or your Barbies or whatever mm-hmm. as a kid. And you would make up stories for them and they would be doing things and they would have, you know, very weird storylines and plots oh yeah like i mean i definitely i had like four imaginary friends and they had a whole saga oh god yes yeah. so um so that aspect of things i think also plays into it but it's the cooperative it's the cooperative play it's creative play and that i think leads to and it's not that either way of being a fan is better it's or or more pure sure um it's just it, they're just very different ways of approaching it and you need both but um, but I think that's like I fall very, very, very heavily on the like communal generating mm-hmm. transformational yeah. side of fandom. Um, like I don't collect things. I don't I don't like I'm not into like collectibles, really. I'm not into um, I mean, I am into trivia, but that's just because I you've like seen remember. it and you remember I, it, it. Yeah. yeah i just remember it it's not like I don't you're not like, like studying it it's just yeah. like yeah i saw that so right. once I know. you've read or seen a thing enough you're gonna remember you're gonna yeah. know about it yeah exactly like I've, I've, I've never been a person i don't like edit wikipedia yeah no no i've only ever done that to be funny um oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm much more of the collecting on the collecting side of it and it, i i think part of it is and this is not i'm not speaking at all for the professional community as a whole I think there are a lot of professional creators I mean I I work in comics and I think that there are tons of comics people editors and stuff who have come from fan fiction and like that's their background and that's amazing I think for me there was always this part of me that because 
as I said too, I came from journalism. So I came from like a very fact-based place that when I got into fandom, there was a part of me that was like, well, no, you can't do that because then what if it's real? Like, like for example, the, 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 the idea of like, if you're gonna, if you have an idea for like a Marvel or a DC story and don't send it to them because they won't open it and they'll send it back because if they open it and they read it and then they do something like that, they could be sued. Right. You exactly. know, like, yeah. so, so, so I kind of live in that weird copyright space in my head in a way mm-hmm. that's always kind of prevented me from wanting to. Yeah. And I think there's, engage there's with that. definitely really interesting sort of balance there of what is, I mean, so when it gets like so many people started as fans of these properties that they're now writing mm-hmm. for. Yeah. I mean, for like, sure. of all, at all levels, I mean, at all levels of all, but like there's the new, the new star Wars movies. Yeah. Like new star Wars is, it's not fan fiction because it's sort of officially, it's like officially blessed. It's, it's mm-hmm. whatever, but it's still like, it exists in the same continuum. And like, there's, Again, fansplaining's done a lot of cool things about like yeah. what counts as fanfiction. Like they took a lot of borderline cases and had people talk about them. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think too, even not just in like comics fandom. I feel like especially with it often being very gendered, I feel like you get a lot of a lot of YA authors that have come out of that yes, space for sure. Definitely a lot of YA authors, and I think a lot of YA um, because a lot of YA has traditionally traditionally focused mm-hmm. on the same kinds of things as fan fiction yeah there are a lot of feelings in YA there's a lot, and there's of, a lot of feelings in fan fiction yes um or or feels yes there's a lot I of know feels. that's a divisive term but uh is there's it? lots of feels yeah oh yeah it is. Why, why, what divisive. is divisive because about the feels. internet um <laughs> i'm like so in the woods because, on all this shit because young emotional women say it ah yeah sure it's yeah that's kind of my answer for that's that is why things are it is because reviled. young emotional women say yeah. it and therefore like people don't want to be associated with being women or emotional that's you know that's one of the things that always, that's always kind of bugged me is that like there are so many things that like older dudes get mad about that are like it's not for you like all of the anger about twilight for the sort of four or five years it was huge was coming from well older that dudes. started that it, started it did, that yeah. started as a as a Fifty Shades of Grey. No, no, no other no, way you're around. thinking of Fifty Shades of Grey, which right. started as, as a Twilight, Twilight fan, fan fiction right. called Masters of the Universe. Yes, it was the other way around. It was, yeah. I I, I want to get my hands on a copy of the original so badly. <laughs> but um, before she took it down and scrubbed the names, yeah. changed the names and published it as Fifty Shades of Grey, which sure. is like, Oh, I'm so mad that that's like what a lot of people think of about fan yeah. fiction. Um, <laughs> because it was so it was so mainstream that that's what yeah. people think all fan fiction is. And it's not. It's um, not. Because I mean, and that's also a perfect example of one that's not necessarily self-insert. I mean, it might no, have but, been. But, it's, but, but it's, not. it's not. No, not all fan fiction is self-insert. Most, I would say but most But I think a lot of people tend to think it is. And they're like, oh, yeah. you're just writing it because you want to be in the story and you're being like... I mean, sometimes... I mean, I think a, much more often people will project onto characters and, like, they'll they'll latch onto aspects of the character that they mm-hmm. really closely identify with. And they'll be so, I'm really fascinated with that character. And, like, that's happened to me. I've definitely... There are some characters that I find... That I feel very close to. I feel very connected to. And I think mm-hmm. most fans... Yeah. Yeah, for like, sure. ...identify with characters... Um, And I think you get a lot of it, too, out of not just rich properties, but out of sparse properties. Like, let me tell you, man, the Overwatch fic community. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because they give you fucking nothing. Well, they give, no, they give you just 
enough mm-hmm. dude let me tell they you man give you just enough i so i overwatch actually, anime 2k17 i don't want it i don't play overwatch i don't um, it's a very i don't, I don't game I do. it's um, a very it's a very trash game but it's no, a very I'm, wonderful I've, game like, i'm familiar one of my so one of my i just wanted to state that it's, no it's, it's a wonderful horrible game <laughs> that's it sounds like it um but one of my really good friends who uh, I met through fandom, mm-hmm. I met through uh, the Star Wars re sort of Star Wars Force Awakens, mm-hmm. uh, the Kylux fandom. Okay, yes. Um, is is that Kylo Ren and General Hux? Yes. Uh, yes Brandon's it is. suddenly so on board. I, He's like obsessed with General my, Hux. My my favorite characters in Star Wars are the weird effeminate like imperial guys oh oh like honey hux. i have so many recommendations okay for you. yeah like like i love hux um like honest to god the internet is convinced that all he wants is alien dick in his butt i could see that and like honest to god probably my favorite like my favorite character in star wars might be krennic from rogue one like like every i think he's bought every single because again he's yeah, a collector there, and there's a, well, there's he's only a two collector every single like krennic and hooks oh with, action yeah. figure with you can possibly buy i know the jetpack because oh i didn't know he had a jet oh there's a there's a toy that has a jetpack yeah he's got like the funko pops he's got every version of them that you can have and like don't get me wrong i loves me some donald gleason he was yeah, D- Donald Gleason. It's, it's Donal. It's like uh, okay. it's like Tony Donal with Logue. a D. Okay, it's like Donal Logue. He was incredible oh, in uh, yes. that movie. Oh fuck, was it? in that movie Frank with yes. uh, Michael Fassbender? Oh, the he's, one with the weird head. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, oh, he's phenomenal. He's he's, he's so good. And um, uh, there's actually there's a there's a Tumblr post about him in there's a Tumblr post about him in Star Wars that sort of goes into the idea that um, like God, like this turn of the century ass motherfucker like sure he should be like wearing a pith helmet he oh should yeah be like you know the the war will be over by christmas like oh yeah um and like he's the only so person, british the only person who could truly uh embody that character with the right amount of like malice and like loathing for that character like loathing and loving sure. playing that character is an irishman Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure. Um, which is like you can see he's just like he's not concerned with this guy not being a villain. He's like he just wants to chew the scenery and like. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and like I I I that brought back also like an essential Britishness that Star Wars always had. Yeah, no, that, totally, like, I agree. Completely disappeared. I mean, Alec Guinness. Oh yeah, Alec Guinness. Like, yeah, uh, actually, you know, one of the things I love the most about Rogue One was the fact that. Uh, Krennic's accent was not an upper class accent, right. which made which made I just thought made it more fascinating. But I could do a whole fucking episode yeah, we about yeah that we you yeah. you and I will do it do we, like yeah. a Hux episode later. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, so anyway, so gosh, where was I? Um, oh, Kylux. Kylux. No, so now is that spelled like Cux? K Y L U X. Oh, okay, cool. Kylux. Um, no, not like cucks. Not like not like cucking. Kylo's cucks. That happens. There's don't worry. It, oh yeah. So he, so I know the thing who about, named their baby Kylo. Ooh. Oh god. I that's it. That's, that's the whole that's, story. Are, are, yeah, but that we needed a moment to. Really that's the one sentence. That story. Is, is the baby a cuck? No, the baby's actually adorable. That's but, a baby. Babies. Uh, we're not. Oh god. We're not having this conversation. Okay. So, um, that's one of the fandoms that I sure. got into from like day one. Um. And it is currently the most popular pairing in the on Archive of Our Own. 
So Archive of Our Own is the main... Oh, I current... met the girl who started that once. Yeah, so it's currently it's the main um, like fan fiction site um, archive for okay. modern, current fan fiction. Sure. Um, it's run by the uh, Organization for Transformative Works... Um, order for transport. I forget what it actually stands for. Okay. The O. Um, and it's created by fans. Uh, it is completely independent. And it's um, it was created as sort of as a response to the way that other archives and like web hosting um, and like live journal especially were deleting fan fiction that they found to be objectionable. Huh. So they have a, they have a really strong... Um, like no censorship policy. Okay. Um, as long as things are appropriately tagged and warned for. Sure. So there's like archive warnings that are, um, you know, graphic depictions of violence, uh, you know, major character death, um, you know, uh, non-consensual, sure. um, you know, sex acts, uh, so on and so forth. So as long as you're, you're warning for these things, it's a very, because they don't want to draw the line. Sure. They don't want to draw a line. I mean, they're, it's an early uh, trigger warning. Is a fanfic is one of the first places to yeah, adopt that. I think, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's not become about, like a mainstream term, but I think fanfic definitely is one of the oh, first yeah. places yeah, to, recognize, warning, to recognize that like content can, in fact, be <laughs> a trigger for people. <laughs> right. And that just because it's a trigger for people doesn't mean that you are not, that you're, it's not censorship to need a trigger warning. Sure. It's not censorship Censorship to have a content warning on something. It lets people self-select. Yeah. And it lets people, like, create the work that they want to create, whether it's for whatever reason. And, but people don't have to see that and don't have to interact with it if they don't want to. And I think sure. that's uh, sort of, it's an imperfect, it is an imperfect world in which we live. Yeah. But um, I think it's kind of, they're doing the best they can. They try to be pretty transparent about it. Sure. Um, but, uh, but I, I keep like just hopping from topic to topic. No, this great. is great. Um, so archive of our own. Um, and so they also, there's, since it's a very robust, like tagging and categorization system, sure. You can track over time, like popularity of different pairings. Mm -hmm. oh. Um, and there's people who've done some really cool analysis of that data. Huh. Um, but I remember I was I was like really tracking the rise of Kylux because originally when it, when the when Force Awakens first came out, Storm Pilot. So okay. also all all pairings now have like cute names. Yeah, it used to just be like character like Kirk slash Spock. Yeah, and now everybody has like cute Croc. little names. Yeah. Um. No. Spurk usually. Oh, uh, I don't like that at all. Um, well, that's why, but it's in like the names carry over, like sure, like so. We, it's uh, it's a whole the linguistics of fandom is fascinating. God, spork just sounds like a really bad like medical thing. Just sounds like somebody said spork wrong. <laughs> that too. Pass me the spork. <laughs> yeah, right. So like I feel like you're from Minnesota, like really, or like really, like pass a really you, pass random, really random from 2005. Yeah, <laughs> call it a spark. Yeah, um, spark. I'm bringing it back. Okay. Uh, so we so storm to make pilot, Spurk happen. Storm pilot. Yeah. Uh, which is, are we gonna guess? You look like you're on a guess. Oh oh oh! It's a uh, uh, Poe and Finn. Yeah, it is. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, that one also, was very prevalent right. very early. So that one started super That early. one started like before the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's also the threesome Jedi Storm pilot. Um, okay. Which is Ray, Finn, and Sure. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but you seemed confused. <laughs> no, the, the, I was just trying to think if there if, the, if there was another Jedi. Uh, there from, is the. I know. I knew exactly what you're going to fucking say. Aside from the ultimate Jedi who wasted the other Jedi and eats their bones. Uh, continue. It's a fucking don't. I don't know. I don't. It. It's, all right. So, well, actually, no, it's creative. Gonna, actually, it's creative. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. It's creative fandom. Here? It's Beautiful. just. Let's go. So so uh, the the guy from the Mountain Goats um, is friends with Ryan Johnson, who's directing episode eight, mm-hmm. and he, like he directed a couple of videos for him over the years. And uh, when they announced that the name of the next movie was going to be The Last Jedi, he tweeted something to the effect of. Well, my five-year campaign to get Ryan to call the movie The Ultimate Jedi Who Wastes All the Other Jedi and Eats Their Bones has been a failure. To which he responded, write that song. And he did. He wrote that song. He posted it on SoundCloud. And it's awesome. I'm going to have to listen to that yeah. later. I can, I can, we can play good. for you after. It's yeah. real yeah, good. It's awesome. pretty good. But so. yeah, so that's, I guess, in, in modern, in, I say modern fandom, like, fandom has, like, these micro-generations that are, like, yeah. sure. my experience and the experience of people, like, two or three years younger than me is so different because well, the internet so moves so fast. Based. And yeah. so, um, also what's popular at any given time moves exactly. so fast. Yeah. Uh, so, but like now people interact. So back when I joined fandom, like back in my teen days, you would never contact like somebody who like was a creator or an actor. Mm-hmm. You just didn't. If you just pretended that it didn't exist. See, so that's the thing that I'm talking about when I was like, oh, it's always a weird yeah. space for me because I'm like, what about people who send you shit? Well, yeah. So that's so it used to be like that was just you just didn't do it because fandom fan fiction like there used to be like cease and desist letters. Yeah. Um, like Anne Rice was a big one who like went after people and like Anne Rice of like glass houses stones please <laughs> don't do this but she like went after people legally Ooh. um for writing fan fiction um and now it's a lot more the sort of the culture is a lot more conducive and, and welcoming um and that really started with jk rowling mm-hmm. she really changed it she she engaged with her fans in a way that people never had before sure that creators never really had before and i think she really was the vanguard for modern the the modern relationship between um fans and creators mm-hmm. when did the the when did the first harry potter come out it was like 97 something like something that we just yeah. had the 20 year right so it must yeah, have been 97 like so, yeah. so that was like the, the sort of proto days of the internet anyway yeah oh no absolutely but i Lots mean geo city's pitches yep yeah oh i had a, i had an angel fire oh i i had a i had a few. I had angel fire too I had, a, um, I had a few different like angel fires in geo cities. Oh and, yeah. Uh, but I think as sort of, you know, as social media developed and really became the way that people interacted with each other online, as opposed to having your forums and your message sure. boards and your like in discreet independent archives, your sort of walled gardens. Yeah, exactly. And now everything's all on, you know, all over the place and all on Twitter and Tumblr and, um, super easily shareable. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's, it's very, very, so even if you don't mean to share it with the person, it could get to them. (laughs) Exactly. But also, and so as the lines blur, then, you know, you're, you're, you can tweet at your friend. Yeah. And you can tweet at your, like the person who you're, your favorite actor. And then you can 
forget where the line is. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that, you know, I, I don't, I don't work in comics, but I know I, I have a lot of friends who do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have seen some people go from being, you know, young, young fans, young sort of just people who mm-hmm. then create something that gets really popular in a certain micro culture um or on a much larger scale um and then trying to find that balance of like how much do i interact with people yeah Mm -hmm. um and and people don't make it easy people forget like fans fans can cross a lot of lines yeah they always have like you know even you know going back to like not even going back to like beatlemania yeah yeah it's it's but it happens to like people with less and less support systems because they it came out of nowhere like you know yeah. they 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 aren't backed by like Warner Brothers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know like you, you write a, you write a fic and suddenly 100,000 people have liked it and you're getting weird messages on Twitter. Like yeah, yeah that's what it is. Yeah. And, but you're really just a 15-year-old sitting in your room. Like exactly. Yeah. So but, but and who don't have the you know wherewithal to deal with that. And you, yeah, and it's and people are like being really boundary crossing and then people start attacking because there's this like there's a very strong like and not to get into like the discourse but like no. there's a lot I of the discourse yeah. Um, yeah well it is it's a thing that fanfic in particular the internet has been both a huge boon and like a huge detriment to oh yeah, yeah. fandom is it's fandom is eats itself yeah. yeah fandom is like it eats its own young it eats its it's it can be so it can be so bad sometimes. And like the way that I personally deal with it is I stick to the places that I want to no, be sure. with the people that I want to mm-hmm. talk to. And I kind of ignore a lot of the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and like, just, just shut it out and have the time that I want to have. And like, I also keep my head down. Like, you yeah. know, I'm, yeah. I've never been like a person who's like had like great, crazy success like yeah. as a as a fan fiction author and like I've never I've never posted like anything crazy and huge but like um but yeah it it the the boundaries between fans and creators I think fans need to do better mm-hmm. and I'm, I also think that creators like need more support and I think yeah, for that sure. there's I think that um you know young people who are creating something like, um, or creating, are publishing a, a comic that, for the first time, um, that like, I think they need the support of their, you know, their their marketing, their PR, their publisher to to help with like how they're gonna handle that mm-hmm. fandom. Yep. Um, you know, I, I've, have, I've heard. We have a friend writing a pilot about something like this. Yeah. Right gee. Now. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's I've, gonna be very good. I've I've heard That's a cool. I've heard a lot of stories about like that line being crossed very quickly. Like a couple years ago, I think it was like 2012 or something. I went to a welcome to night Vale show in Brooklyn. Oh and, yeah. Right. And like by I'm that point, really actually very frightened of night Vale fans in yeah. person. Yeah. Well, night Vale fans and um, another uh, homestuck fans are. Oh yeah. I've heard homestuck are, fans are like, and I think those are also and it's, and it's like yes, we are saying generalizations. We get yeah. that, right? Absolutely. Please oh, yeah, don't totally. at me, okay? Yeah, gosh, don't no. Please don't at us. We're <laughs> don't stick the glow cloud on us, please. Um, um, it's, yeah, it's 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 not like it's it's not about like whether individual people are doing these things. It's yeah. it's it's events that may have happened 
that happened in one particular community. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, so I was, I was at this, I was at the Nightville show. And by that point, the, the show had, hadn't even been running for like a year. And I had no idea how popular it was until I went to this show. And I swear to God, it was the loudest audience I've ever heard. And uh, it was, it was some of the throwing adventure hour people were on it. And I, I was talking to them the next day and a few of them were like, yeah, we had no idea this thing was this huge. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But then over, you know, the next few months, like I kept hearing more and more about it and seeing how intense the fandom was. And then I started hearing stories about like people that just like showed up at their houses yeah, and stuff like that, which like there's, and it's a lot of like, again, access and information is is so And and I think it's, yeah, it's access and information. And then it leads sometimes, unfortunately to, over familiarity over familiarity and in, and in a way that people feel like for so for example i think when we went to the show at san diego it was a thing where there were times where the performers on stage were annoyed because they were like shut the fuck up yeah because people wanted to like engage with what was going on on stage and like yell things oh at them. Yeah, yeah exactly it's like y- i think it's hard sometimes when you see and like i like i was saying before like you see you tweet it your friend and then you tweet it your um you know you tweet it your, your hero, favorite, your hero. Yeah. and and you see all of their tweets interspersed together and it can really lead to some blurring of, mm-hmm. of lines yeah. and like you know there's that's why i think there's a lot of people who have like locked twitter accounts yeah, yeah. That, like, or they have public t- public twitter and private twitter yeah, they, yeah you have your yeah you have public twitter private twitter and that's to try to like create some sense of boundaries and like more power to you like find that try to find that balance and try to maintain that balance because Mm -hmm. it's like fans are fans can be really really intense Mm -hmm. yeah i mean even like even the the fans of of things that like even fish fans which is which is sort of my my biggest fandom yeah and like even they're like sports fans sports fans yeah exactly yeah true like i watch football and he just goes babe is that good yelling or bad yelling yeah, but I would never yell at somebody. I just yell at my TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or like, like, yeah. But like the the number of fandoms the, also insane. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sure. But like the number of people that I've heard, you know, over the years say like, "Oh, you're not a real fish fan because you didn't see them in '95 or in '97 or you know you only at started this particular saying, show. Like, yeah. You you weren't there. Yeah. I mean, all yeah. fandoms like, have a good amount of gatekeeping. Um, and which is fucking that bullshit. sucks. But that's why a lot of people then turn to things like fanfic because yeah. it's an outlet. That's not, you know, there, yeah, based around, it's not based around the trivia collecting, gatekeeping can, crowd. You can, like, I could, we could literally right now, like, type up a, a, a story about whatever we wanted, anything we wanted. We could post it on Archive of Our Own and people would, people would click on it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so Hux and Krennic are uh, on their, in their beach AU. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've read you that know, one. I was oh, gonna I'm say, sure. I'm sure that exists. I'm sure. No, yeah, that, that totally sure. exists. And their ska band is going really well. <laughs> <laughs> they would be in a fucking ska band. Oh no, Kylo Ren would be in a ska band. Kylo of Ren as a um like a metal band. Yeah, oh, I in, can like see modern that. A's. I can I see, see that. that. Yeah, um, I, AU is alternate universe, which is uh, when you take the general character characters yeah. and like the general sort of mood of of something and you put it in a new setting a new universe so like yeah you get your coffee shop au yeah i feel like that's a popular one high school and coffee shop i feel like they're both um your uh his dark materials demon verse where everybody has their demon yep okay which is like 
very cool. And then like sure. you get to be like, okay, well, oh, I think this animal's very, very like this animal fits this character really well. But like, uh, what were they thinking sure. <laughs> about this one? There's those, there's your, um, now it's like you get Hogwarts AUs, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Um, okay. And, uh, well, so like, so on and so forth. So like, yeah. like a fanfic where like Bill and Ted get their owls or something like that. Yes. Like, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. We're like Bill and Ted go to Hogwarts. I would actually read the shit out of this. Yeah. That sounds pretty great actually. Um, one one of one of the first fanfic I ever read, like when in my you know halcyon days on the internet, was um, it was the Power Rangers and Mash, and I honest to God can't remember if it was erotic or not. I think it might have been, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I mean, do we want to? The last fanfic I ever read, I read and then I was like, I don't know how I felt about that, and I'm very uncomfortable, and I'm not reading anymore. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. I got sucked into it, but then it was one of those things. I was like, well, I started reading it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely like there's some weird stuff out there. Like I there personally, was ones, and it was I was reading, it, and I was like, who's this who's for? <laughs> so. I personally, like, I've always been really interested in, like, this is going to sound so, like, prurient, uh, <laughs> like, human sexuality. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, what people find hot. Oh, and, same. like, how yeah, they, yeah. like, how, what gets people going and, like, what, how they get off and, like, with, like, what. It's like, fascinating it's because like, it's so, so different. So, like, erotic fan fiction is, like so cool because you can write you can write whatever gets your rocks off and like there are people out there who are also getting their rocks off to it yeah like so cool like i I, this one i just didn't know who it was for it wasn't yeah it wasn't even erotic i was like what why who and it was like a request it was on deviant art and it was like this was a request and i was like by who (laughs) but you know you know like i i read my fair share of like erotic writing but like i the, i would never think to then add the characters i love into it that seems like i don't know like there's a, there, I, can't, I can't make that leap intellectually because so, you don't really read I'm, so i mean i, I, guess, I, I don't know what kind of erotic the, reading you're but but it's in a way of like if you read romance novels like that's the yeah. same thing is like you like these they're not just all sex yeah you no, like these not. characters and then they do it and you're excited yeah, <laughs> and um i think also so there's this whole, so slash fandom, which is like where I kind of cut my teeth. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, is mostly male characters, um, but it's still written and consumed mostly by, by women. By women. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many theories about why that is. And, and there's so many, there's a lot of, of thought and writing about, you know, what is, whether it's like, cool or not Mm -hmm. whether it like objectifies um you know queer men yeah or so on and so forth i've definitely seen i've seen like a mini piece on like what's the difference between why do we why do we you know look down on dudes like why do we on society be like oh god what yeah what just because two women are making out that's hot like you're gross but at the same time there's this whole like rich thing of like no let's fetishize these two dudes together that's cool but like Right, so it's it's yeah, it's, it's like it's, a weird double standard. It's definitely, thing. it's I would say it's it's complicated. Yeah, um, like yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of things like with like fandom that I'm gonna be like that I like 
feel like I touch on it. I'm like, okay, but like, I don't want to get into No, it. but oh, yeah, it is. No, it's, it's, there's no knowledge that there is. Yeah. There is. And there's a lot like of writing out there, there, both on fanfic as well as there is fanfic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but I think um, it's as, as a, as a woman and as, especially as a queer woman mm-hmm. who didn't sort of, identify as such until i was in college mm-hmm. sure um fandom was really in many ways like my entrance into queerness mm-hmm. um i feel like that's not uncommon no i don't think it's uncommon at all and i think also um i tend to there's a lot of theories about like you know why fan why slash fan fiction is so popular and i think you know general like patriarchy is a lot of it, like mm-hmm. the interesting characters in most media are dudes. Are dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they're mostly like white dudes. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that's, if you're writing a well, fanfic, yeah, you have to play with the character you're given. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, you don't have to, you can invent other characters, you absolutely but you can, but if you want to, to, but if there's like a sort of narrative happening around character, two characters in their relationship, um, which may or may not be, you know, text. Yeah. You know, you play with the subtext. If, if you're used to seeing yourself in the subtext, if you're not used to seeing yourself in media, mm-hmm. if you're not used to people like you being the heroes of a story, you learn to identify with the heroes anyway, or, or identify with the villains. Sure. And the, 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 you, you learn to identify with the characters that you get, you're given and, and you play in the subtext. You, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly. You play in the subtext. You know, there's there's characters that I've really strongly identified with who are like me, but are very, very minor characters who, mm-hmm. you know, fandom then sort of built this mythos around. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's you get like Fanon, Cave of Canon. Yeah. And you have sure. Fanon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, which is kind of fun. Um I think that's where another disconnect can come from is like i remember hearing about uh, i don't remember the person's name but she was a storyboard artist for steven universe who like quit twitter and just like sort of went into hiding because her episode didn't like do this fanon thing that everyone wanted to and like so many people got pissed off about it which is kind of right exactly like like fandom like the two things don't need they can coexist yeah and i mean even with something like take Game of Thrones. Yeah. The books and the show can coexist and they're different. Yep. Yeah. And like that's that's okay. And some things like the books may be better in some ways and the show may be better in others. Mm-hmm. Like whatever that means to you, but it doesn't like there's not like a finite amount of stories in the world. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a finite like no one is rationing words. Yeah. No one is no one is is gonna say like or whether no one should be saying you can't, you can't have this, you know, fantasy. Mm-hmm. You can't think about this. You can't have this interpretation, especially if it's cathartic or helpful for you. Like, I feel like we've we've we we've spent some time covering like the the darker aspects of it. But at the end of the day, I think it is still a very positive experience for a lot of yeah, people. Like, yeah, the I it's a positive outlet. It is a, such a positive outlet, and it was like fandom and fan fiction were a really large part of, and I mean, not to get too heavy, but I 
was at one point in my life, I was in a very toxic relationship Mm -hmm. and part of what gave me the ability to leave that relationship and to really process the experience and, um, you know, heal Mm -hmm. from that trauma was fandom was the Star Trek reboot, uh, fandom no the chris pine one the chris pine one mm, i've done uh, a lot of tumblering on that yeah it's pretty great um i've done a lot of tumblering on that <laughs> but all i want and i'm sure it's out there i haven't googled it yet but all i want is just i want and i'm sh- actually 100 percent. somebody wrote it the story is about sulu and his husband and kid oh yeah there's so there's much so many that. there's so many it's so beautiful just, just sulu at home just domestic yes stories. oh yeah domestic oh, yeah. adorable yeah all um, i ever want is more john show everything yes true but um but yeah so that that fandom and and a, a minor bit character from the first movie um the uh gala the orion girl that kirk that's yeah oh, the, green, the, the green, green girl woman? the yeah uh, she, um, like the <laughs> fandom, like latched onto her in some ways mm-hmm. and like played with really played with and subverted a lot of ideas about like what she could, what her past could be like, what her role could be like, what happens to her. Mm-hmm. And she was a character that I really clung to. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and like helped me process leaving, a an abusive relationship. Oh, like wow. it was, it was. Like, fandom is really cathartic. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, like, being able to to process feelings while sort of being a step removed mm-hmm. from them because you can be talking about them in the context of another character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. So, uh, in a sort of, sort of wrapping up, um, we've talked a little about an archive of our own. Is there any other places you would recommend if somebody wanted to read or had something that maybe they've written and have been nervous to post that you feel would be accepting Um, communities that you know of? AO3 is honestly, so it's archive of our own um, three O's AO3 um, is really the main one right now. That's Mm going to be probably your best bet. Um, I mostly these days interact with fandom on Tumblr and yeah, Twitter Tumblr is Tumblr, huge in really fandom. Big, but like you have to, <laughs> you have to be careful. Oh, I found some very upsetting things on Tumblr well, before too. Well, it's also like you've got to make sure. Like, there's a lot of like really toxic, um, you know, dogpiling, and and yeah. Tumblr can be Tumblr can be garbage. But I've found some really good communities. Well, most social media can be garbage. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, Except for Twitter. Twitter is pure and beautiful. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Um, but also, also Twitter. Um, yeah. so it's sort of, but archive of our own is how you're going to be able to find mm-hmm. people who are writing stuff. Um, and, and it's about just like curating your own network. Exactly. It's, it's, you should do it. There's also, um, there's also, I know, I don't know what it's, how it's currently due, but there's Wattpad, W-A-T-T. Yes. Yeah. P-A-D. Um, that, which that's, that's a- Watto and Padme. Right? No. Uh, yeah. Wattpad. They're, they're a self-publishing <laughs> platform. There's some books, that, there's things that have been picked up from there that are like became books. Like, yeah. I know it's, people it's, wrote it's, books on there. But I know that what, uh, one thing we didn't even get into is um, RPF or real person fan fiction. Yeah. And like bandom, like band fandom. I had never heard of that until uh, we did a One Direction episode. We did yes. do a One so Direction So there's a lot episode. of, if a lot of the One Direction stuff is on Wattpad. Yeah. Um, ah, sure. Uh, so I don't know what it's like these days. Yeah. But, um, but I know that's, that's the, yeah, that's the RPF stuff. Okay. Um, real person fanfic. So 
which yeah. is that's another one that I'm just like I feel weird about this and I get it I, I get yeah, it I mean, but I it's one of those things that as I'm reading I'm too personally hyper aware of like nope this is a real person oh, I gosh. can't yeah I have <laughs> I get such like secondhand embarrassment yeah exactly and it's but ultimately but what if I that was of, fucking satisfying for someone yeah. to write like yeah. fuck more power to them absolutely I tend to fall on, on the side of like if you're doing it for you and like you're not putting it in other people's faces mm-hmm. and you're yeah. not being toxic don't, or yeah. pushy or don't like don't god don't show the actors your fan art of them having sex with each other please Ooh. don't do that i was with I, at first i was like well i feel like showing an actor a fan. oh no gross. like showing an actor like fan art of their character like yeah like Fine. there's a certain like if like you, even you go up to the, even you meet them at a con even like, au fan art there's like tons of great like high school au yeah, of, like but, the teen yeah. of like but just fucking, like think about like would you want to see that about yourself yeah and like if you don't then don't show them yeah yeah that's a good rule of thumb i mean i've, I've always and the thing i think uh, i that I found so interesting about about all of this, and I, and I didn't know a lot of this stuff. Was I've always sort of been of the the tack of like the things that I love, I will use. Like I, I would say I love as deeply as really intense fandom people, but like I'm I'm more inclined to use those influences to create something else. And it's it's really interesting to me how. Like it just it wouldn't have occurred to me to like ever write fanfic, but like again in my well, in, way, in my industry that's also, called a spec script. They're also using it to create something else. It's yeah. just something that stays more in the lines of the initial piece. Yeah, no, you're totally right. But, yeah, yeah, and again, it's 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 part of the reason why I like fan fiction and fandom instead mm-hmm. of because I've I've written like AU's that basically could be completely original fiction. Yeah, but what I like about what I like about fandom is that I have a built-in audience. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I know, I know that if I post it in this tag, like people are going to look at it yeah, and click on it. And I get to be like, I get to be part of something. Like, I've always been like a daydreamer. And, you get like, to tell stories to, to each other. With e- to each other. And there's this whole yeah. thing about like my fandom friends. Like, you know, we met because we, um, we met because we were friend both, like this thing and now like three years later we rate each other porn for holidays <laughs> and like Excellent. that's totally true yeah that's totally true that's i have amazing. a friend who i'm like i exchange writing with and it is often very yeah steamy excellent and it's yeah and it's yeah. also a matter of goal like your goal yeah. is to be a writer so yeah you're gonna take it and go make something else not everybody who writes fanfic that's their end goal yeah no, you know totally. not everybody wants to be an author sometimes they just want to fucking this is how they're engaging yeah no i totally get that but yeah so we have um an archive of our own and the podcast that you had recommended fansplaining fansplaining are two good things if you want to yes. read some fanfic or learn some more about fandom and fanfic. Is there is there Watto Padme good. stories out there? Because now I'm thinking about Probably. that. Probably you could go we'll, look it up. Right, we'll, go yeah, to, when we're done, I'll show you. I'll show you how you can look it up. Yeah. Okay. We'll go to maybe don't actually. Oh no no you you you, cannot, you opened this yeah, now. You cannot put this genie back in this bottle. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Absolutely. Even thank you so much for having me. If people wanted to find more of you on the internet or that, in If the, you're willing to share that. Yeah, um, yeah I'm uh, probably Twitter is going to be your best bet. Mm-hmm. I'm at uh, Leah, L-E-A-H, Starkest, S-T-A-R-K-E-S-T. Cool. 
Um, as always, I am uh, at Hell Yes Brandon on all of the things, uh, pinup squirrels, etc., etc., etc. You've all heard it a million times before. Uh, this is our third show in two days, and I'm just like, Ugh, no one gives a shit it's, about and me. And again, um, yeah, time is a construct. These are all going up at weird times. You yeah. can find me <laughs> on the internet uh, at at Girlodactyl. Uh, a thing we forgot the past couple episodes, and I apologize, is that we really want to thank uh, Tiny Stills for the use of our theme song. Starting over is a lot like giving up off the album. Falling is like flying. Uh, she actually has a new album coming out very soon. I know they're she tra- was just tracking it. Yeah, right they're now. tracking it right now, and I'm so pumped. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm it's so gonna be, pumped. It's gonna be real good. Oh, and also, congrats to uh, her and Tony for getting married. Yes, they also got married, and I got to watch her very good dog the night that they uh, got married. Oh, she has a very best. good French bulldog <laughs> named Ernie. Best part of friends getting married. Ah, uh, yeah, she's a very good French bulldog named Ernie, and he's very he's very good. Oh yeah, we're 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 getting uh, messages from our cat sitter right now about uh, her cat. That's oh just, yeah, she sent me some very good head scratch videos. If, oh yeah. If yeah. Beth is gone for even like half a day, her cat gets so fucking thirsty. It's unbelievable. Yeah. If I'm home, she didn't like anybody else. But oh, if yeah, I'm gone my, for like a half day. My cat. Oh, yeah. My cat. She, my she'll, cat she'll be anybody's buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll play with the cat sitter. He just sits on, sits in his box of packing paper and stares at us when we're home. No. Cats are very good anyway. They are. They are yes. very good. I'm going to go write some cat fiction. There you go. <laughs> write some AU where they're all cats. Ooh, who would be good cats? Well, uh, okay, the uh, Jimmy Jimmy Buffett and the Cat Roll Reefer Band. That's what I'm going to do. Good. Go forth. Go forth and do it. Jimmy Perfect. Awesome. Go forth and do it. Oh, your only oh. problem is your target audience for that is probably all old men. Jimmy Perfect. <laughs> Mac Mac Meowie. Uh, oh, God, I could do this all fucking day. I'll I could be, do this I'll, all I'll fucking day. I'll beta read it for you. Don't worry about <laughs> Great. it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Great. Greg Fing... Greg Claus Taylor. There we go. All right. There it Nobody is. knows what you're talking about. Podcast <laughs> over. Podcast over. <laughs> Podcast over.